Armored Bear Productions. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Out of Character, the Not Safe for Wizards Q&A talk show. Welcome to Out of Character. I'm Joe, and wait, what am I doing? Oh, wait, ah, yes, we're going to be covering the episode Meeting with a Disciple, and that means this week's guest is Gary. Hi, Joe. Hi, Gary. So, shoes on the other foot now. <laughs> Rip into me. You know what? I've, I've been doing it to <laughs> everybody else for the last few weeks. Um, I think I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right off the bat, I, uh, I want to let the, the listening audience know that everything about Vel was your creation. Um, other than, other than you, you sending me a couple text files with, what do you think? What do you think? Um, and, and I made a, a, a small edit here and there. It was all you. So one, I want to give you credit, uh, so that people don't think I'm some sort of genius. Um, but I wanted to, to, to then lead with a, a question off that is, uh, we know your penchant for conspiracies. Um, so what's the conspiracy here? Uh, you know what? There's, uh, the, there's no thought out conspiracy to begin with. Um, but there could be a conspiracy. Uh, Vel has no conspiracy, but if there's any conspiracies involving him, uh, I'm open for it. Uh, <laughs> and, and I wanted the first episode to kind of play out as everybody asking, what is the conspiracy? I wanted all <laughs> the p- other players to be like, wait, Gary's been setting us up for how many weeks now? You know, <laughs> he's tracking us down. He's an authority, you know, a figure of authority of some sort. And what's going on and uh i I think i'm safe saying this now because we've had a few uh a few other sessions recorded as everybody knows we record ahead of time a little bit uh and and so i i don't know you know yeah i i I developed this uh this uh priest group um the disciples of uh for him to belong to that's also kind of this political group to some degree and uh, they have all these secretive things about them that the group hasn't even gotten into, so I'm not going to reveal any secrets. <laughs> and I sent you a bunch of inf- stuff that you all know and I know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm hoping it'll all play out at some point, or maybe it won't, who knows. But I wanted, every- I wanted the group to definitely feel like, am, am I an imposter slipped in there, or am I just there to uh (laughs) to help them and and i think almost getting killed in the first game was definitely good you know uh when when, uh when greg you know mouthed uh from the tea maker and you're like wait wait, make make sure it's not the war maker (laughs) um that that was just great because right then and there i I just felt like you know jade pulling out a dagger and putting it into my back (laughs) 
Yeah, they they were both. It, the party was both um, suspicious, uh, but but I think when first of all you pass the uh, the brain scan, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, you know, once you pass the brain scan, and I, I think when you also realize that there were areas of uh, overlapped um, overlapped uh, mission, uh, you know. When they when they told Vel about the the war makers and you know especially about you know doppelgangers and aboliths, uh, I think that that hit that hits Vel right in the sweet spot of ooh I don't like that. One hundred percent, Vel. Um, to go to go over a little bit of of what he is, he's uh, part ranger, part paladin, actually. Uh, a little bit of his history, I, I will reveal. Um, he was a ranger before he became a paladin and, you know, a monster hunter uh, out there fighting things like aboliths, uh, you know, going after aberrations and monstrosities and stuff like that in the wild and uh, was recruited, actually, uh, to be a member of the Disciples of Account... Uh, uh, I can never pronounce things correctly, you know me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akena, Disciples of Akena. Uh after you know kind of a distinguished career as a as a ranger in the wilds so this is actually a little bit of a a a new career for him but not so new um and it it all fits into this uh very good way of him living his life uh but he is an elf and he is for elf kind uh so there could always be weird loyalties there. Uh, that that was something I wanted to bring up. Is so far, the the elves they've met have been the elves at the war camp, uh, which was kind of a mixed bag. Um, the elves that were escorting them that they were able to bring over to their cause, and you know, then like the everyday elves in town. And now they are, you know, now they've met Vel. Um, so it was very, it was very interesting to see one that they were that they had picked up sort of a a mistrust of the elves, um, but they hadn't got they hadn't quite gotten so jaded yet that uh, there was no room for Vel to to join the 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 fray. Well, I, I think what really helped them was when the. Uh... The wolf squad, you know, uh, kind of came on their side very quickly once they knew what was going on. And I think the way you've kind of built the world of elves here is that the elves, yeah, they're, they're distrustful of outsiders and they, they would rather be a c- civilization on themselves. But they're not necessarily prejudiced against outsiders. They just you know, are, are a little bit more isolationist than uh, than free spirits out there, you know, in, in the entire world. Um, there are some out there who are anti-outsiders altogether, um, I would say. But, uh, you know, in, instead of being somewhere like Grimsby, where you'd see everybody uh, interacting and all together in joyous orgies and whatnot... Uh, <laughs> You, you you just have elves are are more of a closed community, um, 
So that that's at least my interpretation. I I I, I think that's that's pretty close to what I was going for. The um the one thing I, when I was listening to last week or not last not last week's episode, but the week before is out of character. Um, you guys were not remembering, and it was the dwarves are mining out the silver after it gets you know refined. The elf artisans were getting first shot at the silver, um, so that's why there there were no dwarf artisans really in town. Um, I, I remembered you saying that, and I, I think I was trying to get to the point that I thought maybe there just wasn't enough silver to go around because they were diverting some of the silver. Um, uh, but I was playing into my conspiracy theory. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I just was, I was listening. And I was like, I, I, was I not clear? And then I went back and listened to a previous episode. And I was like, no, I mentioned it a few times. So um, yeah, I, I just yeah. don't trust everything you say. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> That's not entirely a bad thing. Um, uh, but when I'm playing, I actually find myself more trustful than when I'm listening <laughs> later on. <laughs> ah, so it's working, is what you're saying. It, it's hard. You know, I, I got to say, sitting down and recording in the episode, I was 50 times more nervous and missed so many more cues and can hear so much more hesitation and stuttering in my voice. I also had the sniffles that day. Um, so it's just, I, I, I know I've talked about it before, and I've given props to uh, everybody that, you know, they, they sound great so much of the time, but it's just such a different experience knowing that you're, you're being listened to, you know, trying to kind of act, but, you know, be a, be a character and making the right decisions and, not screw up something oh yeah yeah no it, it, it i playing uh, so you know I, kayla has a game that we're taping uh, that we're recording taping um that we're recording that we haven't released yet I, I still have to to do the production on it but i i definitely know what you're you're saying about where maybe in a game if i wasn't being recorded i mean i'm paying attention but i'm not worried worried about all the little things like not coughing into the mic or, you know, trying out a, a character voice or, um, you know, making sure that I'm not stepping on people, you know, when they're, when the spotlight should be on them. So it's, yeah, there's a lot, it's, it's, it's not quite acting, but it's also not quite just playing the game. Like, like we were doing the last campaign. Right, and and there's no yelling, you know, at each other. Screw you, screw you, screw you! Yeah. I'm out of here. Right, <laughs> not but that I, we've never done that. But I was gonna, I was gonna say, we this uh, this group, we've never really had a table blow up like that. I've been in groups. I've been part of a blow up like that where just table etiquette and table manners break down and tempers flared, and oof, it got ugly. But I have to say I this person in a board game <laughs> yeah board, i'm not proud of that moment well you know bo board games are their own their own monster i mean that's the, the the competitive nature of board games or the come on we can't let the we can't we can't lose in pandemic uh you know because you didn't airlift me to the right hot zone you know that that's that's serious stuff for D D, it's for the most part because it's collaborative 
you don't have that natural uh, animosity or that natural uh, conflict. Um, but I have played with people who, if you make the less than tactically smart move, there 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 can be some comments. I, I agree, and I mean sometimes it's not even that you win; it's that you did something to hurt somebody, so that way mm-hmm. the other person wins. Yeah. So. Listen, I didn't ask how big the room was. I just said I was casting fireball. I love that meme. Uh, I, for for Christmas, because um, in Kayla's game right now, uh, I, I'm kind of the rover character in this group. So every time they go, the, the party goes to a new land, I get to play a different character. Uh, so so in the one land, I played as a lizard folk ranger, and right now I'm playing as a halfling sorcerer, wild magic sorcerer. Uh, and there have been a couple times where I've I've actually hit a wild surge and uh, and and I've done damage to my party mates and healed myself at the same time. That's you know, uh, wild magic is is one of those things that I think puts a great amount of randomization into games that are t- too often uh, just t- almost script. I, I mean, not scripted, but almost scripted. You know, in, in the way people play. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being able to put that complete oddball uh, wild pitch in there. I, I do think that everybody should have like one um, auto move that they do if something happens. And it doesn't have to be something outrageous, but like um, some mannerism of some sort or some some tendency that they do, like uh, kind of like Greg's coffee cake thing. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I've had characters who, you know, wouldn't, uh, would, wouldn't stop chasing after a ghost if they found one or, or, um, in, uh, Dark Sun, I had a character that if he saw a defiler magic, that was it. Nothing else would stop him from going after the defiler magic. Uh, so, so something like that, something that drives your character outside of your normal, uh, um, your normal just making the right decision every time. Yeah. Yeah, no. That that was like um early on when they were at Marsh Manor and uh Jade went chasing the 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 mouse uh and chased it into a, a into the barracks area and you know ran right into a uh bugbear. A bugbear uh, bug and a and a goblin. Yep. Exactly. Uh <laughs> I barely remember that. That that was such a long time ago. It feels like the know. Time, but it really wasn't. Like it was only uh what, almost eighteen months ago. So yeah, I know. I really. I, why do I feel like it's? Per, per oh, like, I'm sorry. Two and a half years ago, not yeah. eighteen months ago. Uh, time has no meaning because of COVID. Yeah. No. It, it's. Yeah, no, it, it it's definitely gotten to be uh, an interesting, interesting uh, time. But, but it and it also is very weird because it's like I try to think back to when we started this uh, and and how long ago that is, and it's really kind of hard to think like we when we started this. Yeah, almost. I mean, coming up on three years ago was when we first started the, uh, the yeah. first few sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, and yet we're only a month into the adventure. I think no. I think we. Two. I think we're. We've decided they're about two and a half, almost three months in. 
because they did uh they did take that one little time off break in uh they had like a week again they had a week off mm-hmm. uh in grimsby between killing the abolith and and the uh and the coronation and uh, and leaving with Skrullnass. so yeah oh right where where they did the uh where I, I don't know why I only ever remember what Orion does, but Orion did the research and talked to the lady. Yeah, and got the sending stone. Yep. Um, why, why I only remember what Orion does. I'm sorry to everybody else. Maybe he's just my favorite character. Yeah. I, I know you're not supposed to tell anybody that they're your favorite, but I'm you know, all the know, other kids. You know, he he definitely he definitely uh, he definitely can be. Uh, a a you know he he can be a, a fan favorite or or whatever because uh, I think Mark said it at one point you know before Orion left this was kind of the tragedy of Orion. Um, well, now we're moving into new new part of the story, which I think is definitely the uh, great hunt for the War Makers. Um, yeah, even more so than it was before. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it definitely has has swung. Um, and, and I will say, uh, I give Pete all the credit for making Orion that memorable a character, um, both memorable for the good things and the bad things. Uh, you know, as Greg would like to say, he is he is the worst paladin ever. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, with the charisma score so low, how he even became mm. a paladin, I don't know. <laughs> I oh, I tried to I tried to talk him out of it. I tried like, hey, you know, you want to re-roll? <laughs> you want to re-roll? Oh, no. Okay. You know what? I actually have done that uh, on several occasions where I've gone, no, those are the stats I rolled. I'm going to make it work. And if I die in the first episode, so be it. And, oh. and, I, and, and, and if you recall that first session, I critted him. <laughs> When, well, when when one of the uh, bandits shot, yeah. I critted him, and then like the next session, I think I critted him again uh, with uh, w- with the uh, Lord Barrow's son's uh, goons. Yeah, yeah, I I've that. Uh, that, that, that's one of the episodes I remember the most too. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? He he's he'll always be the crypt magnet. You know, yeah. Maybe I'll take his place as the new paladin in the group. You're, you're gonna you're gonna look for those crits. Uh, bring them on! I am a melee <laughs> character. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Ooh, you're brave. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've never had a problem with characters dying, and uh, I, I think it's part of the adventure. I, I think the first time I had a character die, I was so sad. And then I realized that you have to be willing to let your characters die if you're going to move on. And uh, if, if you're going to be able to, you know, play out the whole entire thing. Because if you're always just trying to keep your character alive, then you're not taking risks. You're not actually playing the true adventurer spirit. Because D&D adventurers, like, if you think about it, they're, they're, they're the risk taker. They're, they're the Indiana Jones who are running away from the boulder, you know, and uh, barely hanging onto the bridge as it swings down. Uh, so so you got to be a little adventurous. 
Yeah, I, I think if you play your, I mean, they're called adventurers. I think if you play your adventurer, um, your your character super safe, um, that's where like people will get upset for your, your you know, your, um, you know, your be accused of cowardice. You could be accused of, you know, because when you think about it, D and D characters are like kind of you know you're you're stepping outside of uh what would be you know normal life you know you're 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 not being a merchant you're not being a dirt farmer you're not being whatever you are you know you're you're raising your hand up and going yeah i'm going to uh i'm going to go into the the dark and scary places and uh and you know see what's there and Things in the dark and scary places are usually dark and scary. So, and nobody's afraid, especially not in this group. Yeah, I know. I I, I definitely hear the the Mark uh, taunting every so <laughs> often. I'm gonna keep on hanging him on too. You know, you'll <laughs> uh, you'll 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 uh, one of these days. I don't know. TPK the whole thing. And then you'll be like, well, join us in two weeks where it'll be a whole yeah. new set of characters. <laughs> well, I, I've been listening to this History of Pirate podcast. And uh, I, I think if, if, if that were to happen, um, if I could convince the group not to make a bunch of characters that are going to go hunt war makers, I think I would totally run a inspired by privateers and pirates and buccaneers uh campaign um <clears throat> not that I, I i am not enjoying this campaign i have there's so much uh that i have in mind for for where things are going um but it's been it's been kind of tingling in the back of my head like you know like listening to to these you know especially like early piracy and privateering um you know which was done by well, on a lot of small ships not all of them were, you know, the Queen Anne's Revenge or anything. It, it's, it's been tingling in the back of my mind. Plus, it would mean I could bring back, uh, you know, everyone's favorite goblin pirate, Dragoto. So. Such a fancy name. <laughs> How do you remember all of it? Uh, well, Dragoto has appeared now in several other campaigns. So he's, uh, he's kind of become my, my, my go-to NPC. So, but he, uh, it's, yeah, but. I'm uh I'm definitely this this war maker war maker hunt is uh definitely has my attention. So I guess unless there's a TPK soon, we won't be, there will be no changes. Yeah, no, I mean I, I think that uh everybody's a little bit too strong for a TPK. I don't I don't think you'd be able to do it. I, I really don't think you'd be able to do it. Honestly, so and here's my thinking. Like and I probably have said this before, like if I wanted to, I could just go into the deep end of the monster pool and and do it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not that's not fun to me, um, and I can see it not being fun for everyone else around the table. And if not everyone else around the table is not having fun, um, then what's the point of us playing? Right. I, and I, I actually know the plight that you're in of, of trying to find the balance. I think the, I, I even said, I, you know, a few weeks back when you put the Remoraz against them, uh, it, it was actually 
sized pretty well if any of them had gotten into melee with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. All it has to do is swallow a few of them, and it's a whole new battle. Oh, yeah. Um, Between swallowing a couple of them, um, you know, let, you know, let tr- somebody try to get go toe-to-toe with it, and every time they're hitting it, they're taking damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it 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 had the possibility to be a really thrilling melee, uh, combat encounter. Um, they, like, they just are, well, one, uh, and I will give all the credit in the world to my players, especially Mark, um, they are very tactically smart. Um, yeah. And they play to their strengths really well. So they know, you know, and, and as much as Mark doesn't want to be the de, the, the de facto leader, um, they they take their cues from him. And, you know, especially him being the, the, the gunslinger, you know, he is from a distance just popping them off. Well, don't worry, Joe. I am not tactically smart in battle. That I don't buy. Uh, you know, you, you put me on a board game and I'm great. You put me in a D&D battle, I'm just a mess. I know. I remember Ski. Ski was... Uh, All he ski did was, was a stand there and, and take hits. And deal hits and lock down the, lock down the board and just... Oh, yeah, that is a good point. He, uh, 4E was kind of broken, though. Um... 5e, I'm having, I've had some issues with. I will say that. Uh, 4e, I was really good at. 3, I wasn't very good at. 2e, I was amazing at. Me and you have had some good discussions about 2e. Uh, my, my actual real, um, my real system is uh, Hero System. Okay. Uh, that's the one that I'm really good at uh, and designing characters in Hero System. But I can't find anybody to play it with me. I played. I played champ. I played Hero System. I played Champions years ago. Yeah. Um. And I, I mean, that's one of the things. Like when we were kind of down, uh, between campaigns and stuff, and we tried, uh, we tried a little Shadow Run, and then we were kind of for whatever reason that just didn't work out. Um. And I was like half-heartedly trying to find, like I've had this itch to run a, a superheroes game. And it's like I went back and I was like, I, I remember Champions, and and all I remember was that that it was like it was involved building it's a character, number crunchy. That's yeah. the thing. It's it's uh, depending on how complicated you want a character to be, it's it's a good amount of math. Yeah, um, uh, and a lot of different, you know, all the stats have to be individually kind of laid out. So yeah, um, and and so it's like. Well, that wasn't gonna, you know, that wasn't going to work. And then it was just sort of, um, and at that point, it also I had run some five E games uh, when I was working at the old company. I was running some five E lunch campaigns, and it was just like, you know, let's let's bring D and D back. Um, there is, it, it is between fourth and fifth. There is a, I mean, uh, as much as fourth still, you know, it's good to use a battle map. Uh, you don't always have to use it where. With fourth edition, oh my god, we—I I don't know. I've—I've I've heard people pl- have played fourth edition without the battle map, but I don't know how you do it. Yeah, me neither. Like it, everything was so dependent on a battle knowing map, how, yeah, know. knowing how many squares somebody was away from you, and right, 
Yeah. Whereas 5e, it's like all you need to know is distance and line of sight. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Like every now and then you have a cone. Uh, yeah. But that you can kind of fudge. Yeah, it's 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 a lot less of, you know, you need to like I keep having to remember, like we, we've only had the episode where they just met Val. So, you know, we're yeah. a couple of, we're a couple episodes behind where we're at. And it's like, you know. Well, you know, what, what can we talk about in this episode? We could talk about the uh, the chase they put me on where I couldn't roll <laughs> a good roll for my life. <laughs> oh, I was I was definitely getting worried there. Like, how am I going to get him there if he can't make a perception check? Um, yeah, I, I had a few ideas. You know, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to the innkeeper. I'm gonna, you know, pressure him, and then if that doesn't work, I'll go to all the, I'll go around to all the uh, to shops around until somebody spotted them and saw what direction they went into, and then after that, you know, I'm like, okay, can I? <laughs> go and try to find a uh, system of feelers. You know, I'm sure we have other people in town that work for the temple. Yeah. (laughs) I had ideas in my head. I was going to try to save it if if necessary. And then you're like, oh, no, you spot Lilith. I'm like, oh, yes, he saved me. Yeah, that that, I was sort of like, okay, well, you're kind of running around. So, yeah, okay, You, you, you know. I think it was, you know, perception check. And yeah, you spot a large red haired human woman in armor coming back to a, coming back to a, uh, to a, a different inn. Yeah, no, the, that was, that was interesting to see Mark's, uh, subterfuge, uh, work, which hey. had to be, had to be killing you. Cause you heard you were, you were, you were listening that episode. <laughs> Right, yeah, I, I I sat in on that episode because originally I was supposed to come in that week, and yeah. so I knew what I knew what he did, and yet uh, I was like, okay, I can't I can't play it off, and I even a few things that I knew I was trying to play I was trying to not meta it, and I still yeah. ended up meditating a little bit here and there, um, like I was trying to figure out how they got into town, and when I sat down to talk with the elves, I'm like, okay, wait, I can't meta, I can't meta. And afterwards, I'm like, why didn't I just ask them directly? How did they get into town? So, you know, I, I tried so hard not to use meta that I ended up metaing my way out of the question. <laughs> um, I, you know, and, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of meta, but, you know, I, I like, especially with Vel being a somewhat older, more experienced character. I, I think, you know, knowing, oh, it, you know, they just appeared. Wow, that, that sounds like that sounds like teleportation magic. Yeah, I kind of figured that that we could have come to that realization, too, eventually. Um, I was also thinking, like, do I really want to trust these elves that he's with, that they're with, too? You know, like, how, how trusting do I want to be of everybody at the time? Now, yeah. I, I, now I really don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, tomorrow, ask me. <laughs> yeah it's uh it it that that was i was i was prepared for maybe more interrogation of of the the wolf riding the, the the wolf squad elves but um but on the other hand getting down to business with the party i i can also see that being like 
Vel's straight line of these guys got into town. You know, the elves, the elves traveling with them are their companions. They're not the movers and shakers. I need to get a hold of the movers and shakers. Uh, part of it was, you know, we, we have these five weirdos in town, you know, uh, a Genasi, a hobbit, a human, a orc, and wait, what am I missing? Uh, a tiefling. All walk into right. a bar. Yeah, and, and the tiefling, no one at this point still no one knows other than Jade. No one knows that, that Celeste is a tiefling. So. Right. So, so you know, three elves accompanying them is... is <laughs> The oh, least minor point. <laughs> the least of your worries is the three elves that are accompanied them, right? And and that are you know, I should already think are on my side and are you know fighting for the for the realm as far as I'm concerned. So something I I don't think we we touched on, and, and you know, if you don't want to give this information, that's fine. What does Vel think of the operations in the Borderlands? So, um, Vel, you know, we, we didn't talk about it, and I haven't, I haven't formed a huge opinion about it myself. Uh, I think his, his traditional, you know, he, he has such a high good side that he'd be a little bit disgusted by what's going on. But he's also a little bit of a elf centrist, so he wouldn't want uh, orcs moving into the lands. Um, so, so there's there's a torn dichotomy there. You know, he's he wouldn't want the type of raiding and stuff like that that's going on uh, for sure. But he also doesn't want a huge amount of the land lost. That makes sense. Um, th- that that does seem very very Vel like. Um, I think just from my you know kind of watching, while Vel may be elf centric, he doesn't really seem to have the um, the prejudices uh, that that the other elves seem to have. No, and and that's one thing that I, I I just didn't feel like I could play that character. Um, I I think I would have slipped away from that point of view too often, and I didn't want to try to do it. So uh, I decided early on that that wasn't going to be part of his personality. Um, I also didn't think it was going to be it was going to play well overall. If if I ended up you know if if I'm long term in the game or whatever. Yeah. So so uh yeah, Vel is definitely elf centered. Uh he's definitely an elf or elf kind, uh, but he's not prejudiced against outsiders. Uh because he's he's a very strong good um personality. You know, uh he was yeah. a monster hunter and now, you know, his order is all about uh keeping the peace and doing good inside the elf kingdom. That that does make sense. Um, so we, we we briefly touched on on his order, the disciples of Akenna. So what was the what was the the genesis for that idea? Because again, as as I said, I I so I guess maybe back back up. So you took over doing the out of characters. Yeah, um, and back in September, I think you asked me to do it. Yeah, and I I 
after a couple of them, I started getting I started getting members of the of their group going, "Hey, you know, Gary's around, and we miss playing with Gary. Maybe Gary could, you know, guest." Um, and and I was like, "Okay." And then the the ball rolling in my head was, "How do I introduce a character?" Um, especially when and and this you know I think this is where the teleportation helmet has uh has has screwed me at times you know if, if they're bouncing from glau to velma to you know then traveling it's it's like where do i introduce how, who, who what do i tell gary to make or you know uh so then it became okay well they, they're going to go to the self city so yeah and, yeah. and you, you actually told me a few weeks out, so I had, I had a lot of time to work on this. And I think I bounced five or six ideas past you before I got a single response, uh, because that's how fast things were working through my head at one point. Um, and I, I just had a lot of crazy... I, I always have a lot of crazy ideas when I, when I try to work up a character. Um, I just, you know, I'm like... Okay, I, I try to go with person or not personality, but backstory first. Like, what what could have caused this person in his life uh, to do stuff? And and you had told me uh, the things that need to happen. the The main things is he has to be elf or half elf. And you told me one other thing. I can't remember what it was. I think I, I think it was elf or elf or elf or half elf. Um, I'm trying to remember now too because it was feels like forever ago again too. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I, I I I left a lot of it open. I just yeah, you know. that, that was pretty much it. I think there there's like one other minor thing uh, that you wanted me to keep in mind. Um, I think it was like I had to be somewhat a guide uh, to the capital. Uh, yeah, I had to keep that in mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I I already I already knew that the the again the elves are going to be kind of xenophobic. Um, that they were going to need someone to guide them about. I think I said so. Yeah. Cause I think my original thought was your, that maybe make your character one of the, uh, one of the soldiers escorting them to, mm-hmm. to Lenonor. And then it was just like, nah, I think also because they had moved so fast that it was just like, I don't think we, we had quite gotten you ready for right, prime yeah. time at that point. So it was just like, okay. Once they get to the town, I think originally I had thought maybe to make your character more uh, connected to Trellis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I think my I think my other thought was my other words for you was like you know the elves are the elves are are you know not trusting of outsiders, but you know he's going to be kind of interested in outsiders, right? Right, and and uh, so I was I was thinking like, I was kind of like okay, well uh, I think the first idea I bounced off was he could be some type of trader or merchant type character that kind of has an in with everybody, you know. Um, I was even thinking like somebody who is more dastardly, you know, people that's people really didn't respect so much, but because he could get stuff that you know, or new stuff or new people. And I started working out that idea, and uh, and then I 
I think I was actually listening to old episodes, like really old episodes. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'd really love to do monster hunting and, and paladin stuff. And uh, one of the things I love to do is mix magic um, in D&D, &D, uh, especially 5th edition. I like to mix uh, different classes of magic. So the ranger magic and the paladin magic. Um, they both use, uh, they use two different stats for magic, but mm -hmm. because um, they have two different spell lists. So mm -hmm. what it did for me is it gave me access to both spell lists, but uh, the way 5e does it is it kind of gave me a blended um, uh, 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 table of spells. It's not as good as either table is um, naturally, but it gives me access to both spell lists, and it gave me uh, this kind of... Um, thing. So I got the monster hunter bit. I wanted to be a paladin of some sort. And then I'm like, okay, well, what kind of paladins would be inside the city? And I'm like, well, right there, it sounds like secret society. And I'd been talking about conspiracy so much that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do a secret society that I'm part of. Um, but then I'm like, no, it can't be a secret, secret society because that just sounds too wrong. And I'm like, well, man, yeah. I want to play something good. <laughs> And, and this is just how my head works. This all happened in the course of maybe two days. Yeah. Uh, just going through. I, and I could totally imagine if he was super secret society sort of thing, that would have, uh, that would have your, your, your future I, party mates eyeing you a lot. If, if I didn't die that first episode by the fourth. <laughs> 100 percent um so so just mechanically vel is a fifth level ranger and a second level paladin so you have not taken uh you haven't got to a subclass yet no not yet i know we've talked before and i you you do enjoy planning things out a bit have you looked at which of the paladin subclasses you might want to take actually i have not on this one yet oh um, I'll be open to suggestions, but, uh, it just wasn't a priority. I've been so busy, uh, that I haven't had time. And, and I don't know Paladin super well. I've, I've only played a Paladin like once or twice. And, um, I think I've always played Life Domain. I can mm. tell you, I will not be playing Life Domain. Uh, uh so, so I have, I played, I played one paladin uh in that game that uh was streamed uh by uh mind flayed mondays mm -hmm. uh, and i played an oath of devotion uh paladin uh i mean it's level 14 so that was that was pretty cool um but yeah it's i you know uh orion was an oath of vengeance uh that was the subclass that that pete picked for orion so i don't, I don't you know there are the subclasses are, I guess, it really depends on what your what your goal for him is. You know, I think especially if you want to, you're looking to keep him good, um, that he, uh, you might want. You know, you probably want to avoid something like the oath of conquest. I, I uh, think so too. I, I think I would agree with that. Um, there is the oath of watchers, um, and that's their. But the paladins are 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 made. They're here to protect the mortal realms from extraplanar creatures. That's not a bad thing. I, yeah. I think also uh, 
because um, he's he's very much a character in development. Uh, mm. Because like just playing him, I'm already noticing that not everything's going as I thought it would. Uh, and we're gonna see how it goes over the next few episodes. Like so far, I'm playing him very serious. And I, I want to try to get some more lightheartedness into him eventually. Um, I, I just don't think I can keep that seriousness up forever. Uh, and I don't want to. Like, I, I think, you know, he needs to warm up eventually. Uh, but then we'll we'll see what, you know, kind of events hit him. And I think that's going to drive the decision. But I, li- I like the idea of Watcher because I think it fits into his previous role as a as a uh, ranger, as well as his role as a paladin currently, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I definitely can see that. Uh, that that might be a path to go down. Um, speaking of, uh, so we, we after Vel uh, sussed out the uh, misdirection, um, you know, he sits down, he talks with the group um, after. You know, I don't know if he realized exactly how much danger he might be in. I tried to play it off like I didn't care. Um, and then, you know, they, they get down to business about what's going on. And Fel was very receptive to what was going on. What, uh, what, what was, I guess, what was going through Vel's head as they're laying out all of these, uh, all of this conspiracy um about you know what was going on and what they think might be going on so there was you know um there's two things actually that i that were were you know knowing everything as a character but then that i was trying to keep going the entire time um and that was first off can i trust these people you know is this all a really huge story uh that's just trying to divert me from understanding what's going on and you know i'm just going to play along to some degree and then the second thing was that they hit a few of my triggers Mm -hmm. um i have two main triggers that i developed uh this i did use some meta about because i knew that it was going to come up um and i wanted to have triggers that would keep me on their side to some degree (laughs) uh and those two triggers were, of course, uh, Munchausen's and Aberrations and, um, you know, Curtain the Elf Kingdom. So, so they put two things out there that I knew were going to hook me into them no matter what. Um, and how they play is going to determine how I actually react to them going for, for, forward. Uh, they've already taken some actions and I'm keeping kind of a tally as I go of what they do. Um, and we'll see. I, 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 that totally makes sense. Um, you know, I, I could totally, you know, again, you, you know, your primary thing is serving the elf people. And, you know, I think, I think the way you, you had Vel approach them made a lot of sense as well. Like he wasn't just jumping in and going like, okay. Oh no. I mean, he's, he's fearless, but he also, yeah, he, he, he was going to come in with the intention of just finding out what was going on. He had a mission. Uh, unfortunately, you know, 
uh, as I've said, I don't know how many times already, it could have gotten him killed. Uh, and that would have been bad. But I also figured with the way I set up uh, the Disciples of Akenna, if anybody had killed me in the middle of the elf capital, uh, somebody would have found out about it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're not, no one is going, no one's going to be able to just off somebody kind of willy nilly and, uh, especially not some, you know, especially not when you are, uh, you know, part of this, this, uh, sect, um, yeah. that, that has, you know, pretty much has eyes all over the place. So, yeah, no, it, I, I was, I, I was happy in how it all, uh, shook out. Um, yeah. I, I was I was very happy with it, except for I, I felt like I stumbled a lot, but I, I thought I thought we made it through it. Oh yeah, um, I think I'm my biggest critic, though. So, I mean it it could have definitely gone it could have gone a whole lot worse, um, you know. But I think on the whole, it was it was really good. I mean, it made it was credible. It was maybe even more credible than introducing Celeste to the party. Um, you know, well, I mean, I, I had a lot of time to prepare too. So, uh, I, I think, uh, I like telling stories. So hope, hopefully we'll get to tell a lot of stories this way. Oh yeah. And, and that it does show as well. Um, you know, you, you definitely, you, you can see your love of the story side of, of the game. I mean, I saw that in, you know, uh, what you created for, um, for the for the the disciples of of Akena. It was like you you have a story here. You know, it was you know it's straight up right there, and it's it's pretty darn cool. Um, and it gives you know it gave me a lot of meat to work with. Um, so like later on in this episode, you know, once Vel's decided he's you know he's good with them, that he would you know he would uh join up well it's like okay well now i need to tell the boss or the my boss i think that's the next episode is that next episode i thought yeah why did i thought we end with we ended with you guys going to the boss no i'm pretty sure well unless i cut the episode early i don't remember no i think that's next episode okay well (laughs) so a little preview for everybody now this bothers me so i'm gonna go I'm gonna go look at the game notes because when no that, that was was that this episode yeah yeah that was that this episode maybe yeah. I, I mentioned at the very end we that... you guys went in and and because it was like okay well what do you think we should do next and it's like uh you guys need to go to introduce yourselves at the palace tree huh well, when I wonder if I accidentally like hit fast forward or something hmm. hmm I was listening to it right before uh right before this so who knows yeah it was uh. It, it, but it was uh yeah so the, you they were re- regardless it it's like you've you joined up you yeah and and i mean it also allowed me to you know allowed you to just get my boss to say hey you, you're gonna stick with them until you know we can make uh heads or tails of everything that they've had to say yeah you know and uh it puts me on on initiative but if you ever need to do something different with me, you also have a mechanism for changing up my actions. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you need to divert us or something like that, you can 
you know, try to because you never know what this group's going to do. That is so true. Um, you, you can you can push them as much as you want in one direction, but uh, you can't change the tide. <laughs> no, that is that is very true. They were not. They are not always the easiest to move. <laughs> Every now and then, you should just be like, "And a letter from the King of Grisby." Yeah, How did he find that, us here. Uh, well, you did send him tea, so that that was the that was a a fun uh, that was a fun bit of of playing around that they did. The uh, yeah, I actually meant to go back to uh, what was his name, Gurnis's. Uh-huh. And and um, ask him to uh, get word of how the tea was received back with the king, uh, <laughs> so that way I can check up on their story. Uh, but I I totally missed it. Uh, I missed the opportunity, you know. But that was like one of the investigative ideas I had. Like I can double check parts of what they've told me. By you know, getting Gurnis to kind of spy on that idea with me using his messenger, mm. um, but you know, it would also be weeks, yeah, away until that information came back. And by the time the information came back, it would probably we'd probably not be in the capital anymore. Knowing them, uh, we'll be halfway across <laughs> the world by then. <laughs> what What are you saying? I mean, how how long have they spent in any one place over the last uh, month and a half that they've been on this adventure? Uh, it was after they left Grimsby. Like, well, there was a a, a night in Glau, uh, a night or two in the Orc capital in, in Velma. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, you're 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 not wrong. Uh, maybe they'll spend some time in uh, Leonor. Leon, Leonor. I'm really bad with pronunciation. I also like to. I also seem to pick pick spellings for things that uh, really make things difficult. So, so um, I, I actually made uh, an elfin name for the disciples of Akena uh, yes. using um, using Esperara, es, uh which is like the Elvish language. I can't pronounce that either. I can't pronounce anything. Oh, uh, but uh, so I, I, that's the point I was trying to get to. I still can't pronounce any of the names that I made up by translating things. Uh, so I, I think I'm just going to stop. I think everything I'm going to say from now on is just going to be in English. Give me an English name or else <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm sure Scarl Nass translates to something in English. Come on. Nope, nope, it's Scarl Nass. Because I still uh, can't get that name. Oh, Gary, you're killing me over here. No, um, I no. It, it's it's you know I I. It's one thing to have like a Grimsby or you know Fort Edgewood, uh, but yeah, it's it can definitely get a little a little tongue tie, uh, and and honestly, uh, I since we started using the having a Discord channel to keep track of everything. It has been uh, a blessing for both me and I know the the group. And yet we uh, still forget to write down names every now and then. That's true. That's true. Uh, but I think a lot of that also has to do with uh, people get get involved in the game and and to break out to 
um, you know, to to remember to go right in there can be a little hard. So I, I definitely have uh, so much time smiling that uh, I don't think to write anything down. Hmm. So uh, I don't write anything down when I'm smiling. I only write down notes when I'm grumpy. Well, I'm I'm glad the game has you smiling, uh, but I guess I got to work on, on on grumping you up a little bit. So. Uh, as much as uh, as as I hear, I have Mark's constant. Uh, Joe, you gotta make gotta make things tougher in my head. One of these, you know. I th- I think you just need double the hit points of everything. Uh that might be, or or just max hit points. Yeah, or you can just max hit points everything. You know, uh, I've I've had uh, other games where they've max hit point player characters to you know give them a boost. And mm. I think that's always just wrong. So go the opposite uh, direction. Yeah, you, you, there, there. I, I, I will say there have been. I want to say in in the early stages, I think I gave a lot of. I, I max hit pointed uh, goblins and bugbears, and maybe even some of the the Sahuigan, um, just just so uh, part of it was. Because at the time that we were there was like what six, seven characters maybe, mm-hmm. um, and so that I wasn't fielding you know fifteen or sixteen characters, fifteen or sixteen monsters to you know harry them, I uh, I would uh, max hit point these smaller you know creatures, um, and it would it, it seemed to work. It, they they seemed to last longer, and and that might be something I go back to as well as. I, I don't uh, think that's a bad idea. Um, oh shoot, I lost what I was going to say. Never mind. Um, so, want to get a little little inside Vel's head? The the War Maker plot that they have described to him so far. What like I know like we we, we joked around that Celeste has heard heard the story like twice now, and they don't really know what to to think of all of this. They're just kind of along for the ride for the moment. Vel Vel seems to be maybe a little more world wise. You know, uh, if if it's true, because it might all still just be a conspiracy. They they might the, this ragtag group of adventurers might be lying to Vel. Uh, but if it's true, then it's a real concern, uh, especially if it's manipulating the Elven people. Uh, is the way Vel sees it. And it's no skin off his back to keep an eye on this group at the same time as investigating. Uh, and, th- and that's, that's his whole entire point of view right now. Um, and the thing is with Vel and, and the Order in general is that they have this attitude that it doesn't matter what's in their way when it comes to investigating problems that they see. Uh, they will take the action that they feel is necessary. Uh, they they don't like to get into conflict if they don't have to, um, and they definitely don't pick a fight with people. But they will deal with problems. Um, I know it's kind of at this weird ox uh, this juxtaposition uh, of like wait they're not violent necessarily, but they do what they do. Um, and it's just that they're not out there picking fights constantly. They're, um, and, and they really, they don't like fighting. 
but it, it's all about doing the right thing as they see it. I, I yeah, they are they are very much on the chaotic good side of the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I and I, I can definitely you know I can definitely see where the the war maker plots uh, again as you said especially if you know if they are endangering the elf nation uh the, the disciples are going to get involved uh, mm-hmm. in some way um i think i think in the party like so jade has like a she's becoming more ecumenical in her religious beliefs um so i guess, so so set the stage Vel is a paladin of Akena, mm-hmm. um, and he's now joined in a group that features prominently a cleric of Lemagir. Uh But in your world, all the different religions get along pretty well that's, for the most part. Yes, yeah, that's that. That's one of my one of my hallmarks. Uh, one of one of the things this campaign I wanted was. Um, I didn't, you know, I've we've shared before the the, the Pantheon PDF. Um, I didn't give any of the gods alignments, um, and and for a reason because I think deities kind of they're to me they kind of are beyond alignments. You know, they're good and evil, law law and chaos. That's it's kind of like trying to put the ocean in a in a a, a red solo cup. You know, it's. They're they're too big to be contained in that, and I know that does fly. You know, my my I guess I always have one of my favorite D and D settings is Planescape, and that's all about alignment. Um, but just I was you know as I was kind of evolving this world, it was like I'm not going to give the gods any alignments. Like yeah, Vixus may seem evil, but on the other hand, if you're a monstrosity. He created you, and not all monstrosities are evil. Uh, you know, um, it's it's. I don't know. I, I I liked playing around on some of the, the the corners of the game, but it's. I definitely didn't want to have one of those situations where it was, oh, you're a cleric of whatever, prepare to die. I I, I really appreciate that actually because um, you know I. I... I actually, I had remembered that you had given us this PDF at the very beginning when I first started playing, and I, um, when I was building Vel, I, I was like, okay, wait, yeah, I definitely want to do this Paladin Society, and I went to the PDF and went and picked out a religion, and there was one line in there that you know pushed me towards Akena. And that was, uh, I'm, I'm just going to read it off right now. It's, Akena believes in protecting the balance of nature and preserving life, but knows that some must die for others to live. Um, and it was, it, it just kind of fit the whole entire idea that I was kind of going for. You know, this protecting the balance of nature and preserving life. Um, but I was applying it directly to the elf kingdom. Um and so that's that's where Kenna got involved in in this uh, priestly society. That's cool. I'm 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 glad you you picked that up. Uh, I think part of that part of my thinking was um, finding like you know again I've been playing for a while and you find people who uh, when they are you know looking at a character or they're looking at a class. 
sometimes it's very easy to go like, oh, I'm going to be a druid and, you know, I'm going to be angry at everybody who hunts. And it's like, but, you know, the lion hunts, the, you know, things have to hunt to survive. Uh, you know, some things have to die for other things to live. And uh, that was, I think, was like my 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 actual thought at the time. Uh, uh, I'm it worked. I, no, it, it definitely. I, yeah, it was great. And I think I think all the gods kind of have some type of. I want to say like that type of play, but they all have a little bit of you know they they definitely have their lean towards, but they have some other truths in them. Uh, each of them do. So that is that was definitely a, a that was definitely a a plan. Like um, you know. I think one of the, one of the ones I really was doing that with was like, even though I, I'm not exactly sure if it got picked up, uh, you know, Adar and uh, Vixtus, you know, they're not, you know, again, leaving them not good or evil or whatever was allowing them to uh, long people long giving room for everybody to to play how they want to play the. Um, play their character so you know i can definitely say if you look at some of the things orion did or was ready to do he was definitely bordering into some evil you know it it, it definitely was getting getting some you know nefarious things but like every like like a good villain he definitely you know he was not a villain he was the hero in his story yeah <laughs> Well, and and uh, you know, Orion was definitely fanatic. So, oh yeah, um, things the rules play a little differently for fanatics. Yes, yes. Um, I think that was like one of the, one of the things I, I enjoyed most messing with with Pete was the uh, one when Gronk uh, was was you know being better at being a uh, paladin. <laughs> <laughs> um, than than he was it was uh it, it it was fun it was um although i i have to agree sometimes with greg it did feel a little bit like i was picking on him but it was never actually picking on him well we'll, we'll keep to that story well um, so i i guess like where so they're on this hunt for the war makers are going to go to to the palace uh you can almost uh, you could you can almost smell the confrontation coming. Yeah, I mean, you could smell the gunpowder as the bullet goes through the king's brain. Um, so I guess that's the question: Is you know you know that uh, that Chase has trellis kind of marked? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Forgot as, about that. As as the, as the possible traitor, uh, the possible uh, member of the war makers in the king's retinue. Um, how like I, I guess it's you know again Vel is dedicated to the to the elf kingdom but not to the king. Okay, okay, that was so not to the king, not to yeah the the uh, the disciples of Akena are actually independent. Um, we 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 uh, are ruled by the king, but we are independent. Okay, I right, so... that that makes a lot of because it's like that was something in my head. It's like okay. If Trellis turns up to be the uh, the war maker, um, how is he going to deal with? You know, how how is Vel going to react when you know 
you named it at chaotic good. Yeah. Uh, it's the whole entire group is a chaotic group, a good group. Um, that uh, actually, if you think about uh, another thought that went through my head, because you know I, I I reference back to literature or movies all the time. Um, I was kind of thinking back to. I'm gonna butcher this a little bit. Name of the Wind, um, or the Kingkiller Chronicles in general, where Koth was researching. And I can't remember the group's name now, but there's a group that shows up throughout history uh, that was kind of doing good throughout history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think at one point, like they like wiped out a group of people or something like that. Um, I might be thinking about the wrong piece of literature this this is a recurring theme that happens throughout literature though where there's these groups that uh either have to do medical research on large groups of people or um the greater good theory Mm -hmm. uh and and i was definitely building a greater good group uh so the group will do whatever's necessary man that sounds awfully slippery to being (laughs) I'm not saying Vel will. Uh, we don't know what Vel's going to do yet. I don't know what Vel's going to do. But the group has that possibility in it. And truthfully, Vel doesn't know everything in the group. Uh, remember, he's relatively new to it. Yeah, that is true. But, but you know, I built out this entire group uh, idea and possibilities in its head. Uh, and it's an ancient paladin group. Who knows what it's currently doing? That's for you to decide. It's your world, not mine. <laughs> I was going to say, you you have, again, uh, and I can only thank you, you have given me such an interesting uh, set of toys to play with. Um, and in truth, I don't want to know the current state of affairs. Hmm. Uh, that would be too much information. That would, yeah. that would give me too much of a, uh, of a uh, to deal with. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you noticed um, in our conversations we've had where like early on, I was sharing with you all sorts of bits and pieces and what was going on. And now, yeah, since you, yeah. Since you joined the group, I, I, I have. And I've, I think I've stopped asking as many questions, too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, back back when it was just out of character, I was like, hey, did you do this? in order to and then and then like four episodes later i would i would actually share it to the group casually uh in in an out of character episode as like a little tidbit uh because i felt like oh it was far enough along where they could actually hear what your motives were um but uh it's yeah no i i figured that uh at this point i i should be just as surprised as everybody else i'm gonna keep on developing my conspiracies though I'm gonna. You have to. Yeah, of course. You know, it's. Uh, I'm actually glad that I get to go back and listen to things again because <laughs> the amount of stuff you miss on the first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish I didn't have to wait three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, we we got Mark on one of those actually. Um, trellis, the whole entire trellis de- ordeal. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, everybody forgot about Trellis for weeks, and then I, I brought it up in Out of Character, and they still missed it. And then the next, like, two weeks later, Mark's like, wait, Trellis! Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was... I'm so glad that 
uh, we get to play through everything like that. Uh, yeah. Although, although everybody is a lot better with the notes now um, that we're taking. So for all those D and D players out there, take notes. <laughs> Write down everybody's yes. name. <laughs> yes. If you're going to ask me what their name is, if you ask your DM what's the char- what an NPC's name is, you should be writing that down somewhere. Or or, or if your DM tells you a name, mm-hmm. if they took the time to make up a name, it might be important. <laughs> if it's just the innkeep, yeah, you can murder him no problem. On behalf of the or of the the brotherhood, the brother and sisterhood of innkeepers, please don't murder your innkeepers. Especially if they have running hot water. Exactly. You want to keep those guys around. They're engineers. Engineers are important to the future. Very much so. Um, Speaking as an engineer. <laughs> so um, it is, we, we are at New Year's time. Yes, uh, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Um, and, and to our, our fans, Happy New Year to you. Um, so uh, did you, I, I know you got to take a little time off. I know you're doing a little stuff with family, but did you get to, enjoy any media any any games anything or was it was it all spent with family i have just started reading the dresden file series actually um i finished uh, book one and i'm into the second book uh full moon full wait what's it called i don't even remember what it's called but actually i'm enjoying the dresden files uh series uh butcher i think is who wrote it john mm-hmm. butcher. jim, jim right. butcher jim butcher i was close uh it's actually yeah i I have a bunch of other friends who've read everything but one of them hasn't gotten to the last book yet and they talk about it every time you know a new book comes out and it's such an easy read let me tell you but it's so much better than the tv series was yeah Uh, the character has so much more personality and is he's kind of an asshole which I love, but he's such a good guy and um, just a really great, easy read. If you, if you haven't, uh, if you need something easy to pick up whenever you have nothing else to do, if you have a device that has the Kindle app, they're like $3 a piece on Amazon. Uh, so they're super cheap to get. Uh, this is why I'm doing it too. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you'd like to role play, there are role-playing books, so that way you can set up your very own Dresden Files world and role-play yeah. Dresden Files. Uh, I believe there is, I think there is a whole Fate uh, yeah. that uses the Fate system for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I That is a series that I've wanted to get into, but it's one of those where you look at the uh, the number of books and it's a little, a little overwhelming. I read the first book which is only like 300 pages in like 10 days on vacation um and that was with my crazy nephew running around constantly um he's five or six by the way Mm. and he never stops um i love the kid he's adorable but he never stops oh wow (laughs) Uh, yeah uh he was um it it was amazing uh to see him and uh I, yeah i got to see a lot of my family uh i i didn't fly just so you all know i yeah. uh, we met halfway at a house we have in north carolina um and uh i i yeah. i i saw pictures of friends on facebook like in airports and on airplanes and i was just like nope 
it's it's a little bit crazy like um i'm actually i'm quarantining now for two weeks just to make sure uh before i see anybody i know up here and uh, uh my brother's actually because he works in a hospital he's getting he's gotten his first vaccine shot oh great which is great uh so has my uh newly cousin-in-law i think that's the right <laughs> term my cousin got married uh during this whole thing uh he did a zoom wedding oh wow yeah uh i call it a zoom wedding but there's like a special app that they used right uh so just just the how we're adapting in these times and technologies making it possible right oh yeah i i uh pete put out uh or pete's pete's wife put out uh they're doing for because pete's birthday is coming up pretty soon doing a zoom game night birthday party thing and i'm i i'm i'm thinking about doing it i'm just kind of there's just something so like i i understand and i totally wouldn't want to endanger but on the other hand i i at this point i'm missing people so much it's it's really uh, it's been taking its toll on a lot of people and um the one thing i've been telling people uh because i think i have I don't know. I've kind of been a little bit of a stability for a lot of people is if you look at the way, you know, we have two vaccines already. Uh, it looks like we should have another two approved within three months. Um, we should have probably about 40% of the population vaccinated by summer and hopefully the rest of the population vaccinated by the end of the year. Um, those that are willing. And I hope that everybody's going to be willing uh, to get vaccinated because that's how we'll hit the herd immunity and mm -hmm. be able to really move on. And once we can move on from this, we can all get back to our normal lives. Um, but uh, in order to keep people alive, the best thing we can do is just, uh, you know, do our part as best we can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, there's there's that, that shining light of, you know, end point that we can see now. Um, and I think uh, it's only going to get better uh, you know, we're we're hitting some stumbles at the very beginning. Uh, that I think that people were a little bit too uh, optimistic of how uh, the early rollout was going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, I I definitely saw these kind of logistical problems were going to happen. Uh, so I I think that this was all to be expected, and we'll, we'll iron them out and we'll move on. I, I I think you're you're right on that. I think we you know it's. You know, you're trying to, like, as you said, I think it's what the the percentage is somewhere like 70, 80 yeah. percent is what's needed for for herd immunity, and 70, 80 percent of 330 million people. Yeah, that's a that's a big number. <laughs> it is, and I, part of the problem was that we just didn't have the right plan for, you know, determining who would go first, and we didn't quite do the prep of making sure all the facilities were ready um now that the vaccines are here yep full steam ahead and yeah a little bit and behind but we'll get there yep yep so, so i think uh i think we've we've covered a lot um yeah i think i think most of your standard questions i've covered already in previous episodes yep and uh <laughs> i think though we can we can we can say people now have have met Gary the player versus Gary the the talk show host. Uh, I guess. Uh, 
and and being that we're like three or four episodes ahead in game uh there's a lot more of vel coming and people should definitely keep listening and that's as gary that i haven't died yet yeah and, and as gary like to say keep those conspiracies coming yes indeed <laughs> thanks gary for for letting me uh take over and be host tonight oh thank you this was a lot of fun <laughs> all right uh and for everybody out there thanks for listening and hey um if you would like to help support the show uh beyond you know liking and subscribing and sharing uh we got a merch store uh shop.spreadshirt.com slash nsfw podcast uh the link will be in the show notes uh we've got uh the not safe for wizards logo shirt we've got uh orion chase jade and lilith character items actually we've also got logo items and not just shirts um so take a look at the shop help support the show uh, until then uh keep those conspiracies coming hey thanks for listening to out of character if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to. And if you'd like to be part of the show and ask a question, uh, you can do so on Twitter uh, using the hashtag NSFWOOC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later. <laughs>